Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. And welcome, welcome to Ride at Home with Rich. I am your host, Rich Orris. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and just, you know, kind of make sure everyone understands for the next hour, I am your man right here. Yes, for just the next hour, you can ask me any questions you may have about your home, about home remodeling, anything you got going on, you know, maintenance wise, the number you need 314-241-9797. I've got some great things on tap for everyone today. And I'd like to one, have kind of a conversation about some labor force, uh, future statistics and kind of the correlation between the labor and job costing and, you know, today's environment, um, things definitely changing over the years as I go through all this. So I've also got a a little more of a update on that Windy City Rehab, some HGTV, you know, thing that's been going on with them. You're not going to believe the latest update with that one. So this story just keeps getting better and better. So I'd love to touch on that. And of course, every week, my ride at home hack, don't miss My list of DIY projects, easy cleanup tricks for your DIY projects. You don't want to miss that. And one more time, you can give me a call, 314-241-9797. I'm here for you today, but only for this very next hour starting right now. And finally, we're going to go over the phase two of the Missouri Athletic Club's West Facility Renovation with today's guest, uh, Wally Smith is with me from the MAC. So if you are interested or have any questions, you can call in about that. Um, we can go over anything else around your house still. So right now you can reach Wally and myself at 314-241-9797. So let's just, you know, jump right into things here, uh, Wally. So thanks for taking time out of your weekend and uh, coming out on a Saturday and spending some time with us. How are you doing today? Opportunity to come on and spend a little bit of time with you. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't too bad of a commute. I live about a mile and a half from here. So, oh, wow. Well, see, there you go. So, I, I live out in O'Fallon, Missouri. So, yeah. I've got a pretty good, pretty good stead into, you know, I get some good phone calls made and stuff like that on the, the trek down 40 down here. So, it's not too bad, but, you know, as long as the weather's fine, yeah. everything's good. And the weather we've had lately, has really been playing havoc, so I was really glad to see that everything was good today. Yep, yep. You know, getting in and everything. A little cloudy, a little crazy. We got, you know, the all the stuff with the hockey down here. Oh, yeah. Going on. It's, that kicked off last night. So much fun. Our The downtown club was just rocking. All the kids down there with dads and all getting ready to go on down and see the shootout. And, yeah. Uh, it was fun downtown. Yeah, no, and, and I can only imagine how, how packed it's going to get you know, a little bit later today down here and everything. I, everybody's even kind of moving in already. And 
A lot of you folks know, from out of town. Going around, Hotels yeah. filled up with people that in for in for the game tonight and all. It's just so fun. It's so yeah. fun just being associated with the the Blues and how all that's gone this year. It's just been incredible. So tons yeah. of fun. And, and speaking about, you know, St. Louis, um, traditions we have, older things in St. Louis. I know, you know, your guys' downtown facility is like one of the oldest buildings down there that's, you know, still used for its intended purposes and stuff. But so I, I just saw a story last night that Woofies sold their one millionth hot dog yesterday. And now they've been, if you know where Woofies is down off of like kind of Page and Woodson there that um, it's a, it's a really old, I've heard of it. Like hot dog stand yeah, yeah. that it's, it's small. Talk about old building. This yeah. place has looked the same. I'm sure they've had to do the same type of, you know, maintenance and, and different things, but they've kept it the same. Um, little bitty place with a little bitty interior, all the St. Louis, um, you know, native stars and stuff like that. News people, radio, right. disc jockeys. You, if you go inside of it, you'll see all sorts of like autograph photos of people from, you know, on the news 30 years ago and, sure. and actors and DJs and sports figures and just all kind of, you know, people there. Um, and it's just a staple right in that area. And, and they got, you know, Chicago dogs and, and all that type of stuff. And so, yeah, one millionth hot dogs sold yesterday at, at Wolfie's. So they've been there for a very long time. So, well, we've got a lot in common with them there. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, just a, a real quick history. Uh, if, if you like old things and traditional things, St. Louis, it's the MAC. I was amazed when I, I got here, I moved up from Nashville to take the job at the MAC as the CEO about, I guess it was about eight years ago. But in 1903, the club came together to put athletic teams uh, and get athletic teams together for the city of St. Louis and in, in the area here for the 1904 Olympics. And that's how Missouri Athletic Club came together. So it's if you look at the front of the building, it actually says Missouri Athletic Association. So um, it's been in that same location since its inception. And we don't know this for a fact, but we think it's true. Everybody we've talked to uh, can't tell us it's not. But the MAC was formed to do what it's doing today and is the oldest business in the same location doing what it started out to do. Wow, and, yeah. And, and is just, you know, flourishing today. So, you know, it, it's the bedrock of St. Louis on that corner over there. It's been there forever. And then you talk about tradition and people coming through it. I, I can't tell you the folks that have come through that club and the things that have happened in the city of St. Louis through our members. And, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a pretty storied place. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that facility is, um, I, I was in there with Mark McClanahan yeah. and some of our other people when we were helping host, um, it was, uh, one of, oh, I forget the, the soccer award. Oh, uh, the Hermit the Trophy. College. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, that and, is, uh, you know, some folks don't know that, but we're the home of the Hermit Trophy. Yeah. You know, you've got the Heisman Trophy everybody's heard about, but the Hermit Trophy is the top prize for uh, amateur soccer, NCAA soccer, male and female each year. We just had... Uh, 450 people in our Missouri room just a couple weeks ago uh, in celebration of the greatest, you know, the greatest college players. So it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was, and it's talk about a great facility, old, um, you know, like Mosby, we've been around for, you know, 74, 75 years now with Scott's dad starting everything. So, you know, heritage, all that stuff, St. Louis in St. Louis, it's, Absolutely wonderful. And and so we're going to get into our first break here. And um, so if you have anything for us, 
feel free to give me a call, 314-241-9797, and we can uh, talk about the Mosby renovation and your guys' second phase renovation at your West Place when we return. Great. All right. We are back. Running through things as always. Want to remind everybody that we are here for you and anything that you may need, any questions about your home, feel free to call in 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797 if you're far away. And I'd love to hear from you today. Maybe get in on some of these conversations too, as we might get into some of the labor stuff and definitely the, uh, Windy City Rehab stuff. I'm going to get there a little bit later. But for now, let's let's touch, Wally, let's touch on this rehab that, that you guys are doing because it is kind of funny that uh, Mosby's, we're actually re, rehabbing our office too. We're putting a addition on the back to make it uh, fit everybody better. We explored several things to do and decided that was uh, best thing to do. And, and we like to keep everybody together and kind of be one big team. So, you know, we're kind of going through the same experiences as a company, mm-hmm. you know, as you guys are there. And, and we've talked about it a little bit before some of the things you're doing with the racquetball areas and different stuff and some of the changes. But how how is it now you're kicked into the second phase? How's everything going with that? Well, it's 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 actually going right on time, right on schedule, right on budget. Everything is it's been probably one of the smoothest projects I've ever been involved in. We did a design build where we kind of knew the building. We knew what mm-hmm. was in there, uh, especially after our phase one project, which was basically our fitness areas, our free weight areas, and all that type of thing. So getting into phase two, what we were really trying to do is reposition some racquetball courts that had been, you know, the game's gone down over, over the years a little bit, but reposition those into the higher and best use. So we've been scheming on this thing, i got to tell you, for years of how to utilize that space better. So phase two is really... Uh, we're converting these into, we've got a new spin studio that's going in that's going to be just incredible. Um, uh, we've got a new uh, uh, cardio area going in there. We've got a kid's area going in. So uh, the project's just going great, and uh, we expect to be wrapped up about February the 15th, and it just ties this whole building together. The interesting thing on it, you know, the building's built in 70. So, yeah. you know, it's an old um, cinder block structure with the roof trusses on uh, on the roof and a flat roof. So, you know, you got to go back and go, does it make more sense to knock this thing down and build from scratch or do we work within it, et cetera? So you go through all those analysis on the front end. But, you know, three, four years later from the conceptual stage to see this thing getting ready to open up, our members are going to be, their jaws are going to drop when they see it. It's going to be awesome. And quite a different project from obviously working downtown. 210 square foot building that was built in 1903, yeah. you know? So, you, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my, my life in projects and being in and around them is uh, never a dull moment. So, yep. you know, the key is getting the, the right teams. We've been working with uh, one of our past governors of our board, Chris Himes with uh, GS&S Construction, who's done an incredible job for us. Uh, 3V Studios, Steve Burns, been our architect on it, and Brenda Jones, who's uh, with Design Expressions. We've really put that team together, and uh, the board gave us, uh, you know, we, we, we came up with what we thought was a realistic budget, and then we started getting down into the details. We saved money along the way by that approach. We've came up with different solutions. So instead of doing plans and figuring out, okay, here's what we're going to do and then have to go through changes, we yeah, created exactly. it along the way, and we created an efficient way so that we could, you know, get the biggest bang for our buck and do things that made sense as we went. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, it, boy, it sounds like a Mosby project, you know. It really, yeah. It, it really kind of does because um, that's what I'm kind of trying to preach to everybody all the time is, you know, um, we, we, we monitor our on-time completion rate. As, as it's actually the only residential company I've ever worked for that has even thought about that, right. that, that has even cared about that, you know, more than just saying, oh, yeah, it'll take a couple months, you know, and it's like, well, two turns into four, four turns into yeah. five or six, you know. So I, what I tell people all the time, and you were talking about the length of this project and, and the planning and all that stuff is exactly that. It's like, so we probably will spend the same amount of time on a project as pretty much almost any other company out there. The question is how much of that time is spent in your home, mm-hmm. you know, or like for you guys, how much of that time is in your facility? Make the plan, figure the plan out, get it ready, be prepared for it. Don't just start because you got guys that can demo and then you don't have the materials yet or, you know, right. work through it. It, goes all the way back to, you know, a simple carpenter adage of measure twice, cut once. Just yeah, yeah. take your time a little bit and make sure and, you know, then you'll get through it and we'll be there less amount of time. Right. And it's just a, it's so much better experience. Well, I think you nailed it. You I know. mean, if, if you do your homework on the front side, you know, and ours really started with the programming needs. What, what does this thing need to do for our members when it's all done? So, I mean, we went back and we did a survey of the members and said, what are you, what are you going other places for? And it came yeah. back yoga, it came back spin studios, it came back bar studios, it came back, you know, high-intensity training, orange, orange fitness, those types of things. And I've got seven racquetball courts sitting there empty. So it's like, okay, how do yeah. we take these spaces and produce and, and provide these programs? And in the process of doing that, how do we make them awesome? So that was kind of our marching. So we started off with, here's the things we want to do. And I guess it'd be the same thing with your home. You want an outdoor cooking station. You want your patio. You're going to be entertaining guests, this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, you sit there and you do all your homework on the front side of it. And then you get great team around you like Mosby and like the team that we assembled here. And, you know, you let people do their work and, and you get behind it and, you know, you make it happen. So that's what you guys do. Absolutely. And that's, you know, kind of the same thing when we look at it when when we talk to you know clients about what they want you know it, you, you get into the more the goals and the, the the needs and the wants and the different things and you kind of decipher that list right, just right. like you did and you kind of go all right well what are the possibilities and let me really take some time to figure out you know what could really work for you in your house right. and let me have a professional person that's educated on doing that, you know, cause we, we also get a lot of people that, you know, come to us and they just got like a fixed idea. Like mm-hmm. I want my kitchen remodel like this. Right. Well, okay. why, mm-hmm. you know, why, why do you want it like that? Yeah. Or what did are, you think about this? Exactly. You know, what about this? You know, and, and I've had a lot of people that, you know, they will just do, whatever because they they're not thinking about themselves they're thinking about trends and they're thinking about who might buy the house next and they're thinking about yeah all this different stuff and you're kind of like well you know but is that double oven that important because you just told me you don't bake yeah you don't cook you go to the mac for dinner yeah exactly you need a second oven so for? it's like yeah exactly <laughs> so you're you're buying a double oven for the next person right 
you know, are they really going to want it or need it and, and all of that. So, you know, we look at it, it kind of like they were doing is what, what's your goals, what's your needs, how can we make this work for you? And then of course that budget discussion has got to be a part of it all yeah. the way Oh yeah, because exactly what you were saying, it happens so much in residential too, mm-hmm. um, is they just, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And you know, I want a room addition back here. And then when you find out a room addition costs a hundred or hundred fifty thousand dollars, well, if you had to talk budget up front, well, what's a room addition cost? Right. Well, a hundred, hundred fifty maybe. Right. It could right. be you want something really fancy, you go way over that. We can get in some really neat stuff. You know, the well, I only got fifty thousand. Why right. would I even so Well the you interesting know. thing with us when we started this program, uh, it was how much how much do we think this is gonna be to do it in the grand scheme of things? And we were at two point eight million dollars. And then when we got in it, we really started pushing on it. We started asking all the questions, like you're saying. Yeah. It ended up, we ended up cutting 400000 out of it right out of the chute. So our, our budget on the end, on the backside of this thing, when we started the project, was $2.2 million. And we're, after three phases in three years, we are still right on the money. I mean, on the money. That's, that's great, it's, yeah. You know, and, and it's just the way we went about doing this project. Yeah, you just you just don't hear that a whole whole lot. Yeah, I know. Um, I need to remind my board of that on a regular basis. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. usually you should be back up to your two point eight by now. Easily, <laughs> you know, that's very, right. Very easily. Yeah. Um, I actually did a, a story one time. You know, talking about you know planning and designing and not thinking things all the way through and, and different stuff like this. That I, I did a a story one time about an architect. She was overseas in, in another country. Um, she had won awards for different buildings that she had drawn and all this oh, stuff yeah. and, and all this, this architecture work she's done. She was literally like just top notch way up there. So her first project was built. It was like year 27 or 28 of her doing drawings and, and, and designing buildings and stuff. She, she won awards for things that were never built. Well, I don't want to use this as an, or you know? have this come off negative, but, you know, I've been building stuff for 30 years in and around clubs, and I've walked into some clubs as new general manager and seen three, $400,000 worth of plans. Like oh, you yeah. say, that never yeah. got built. So, oh, absolutely. You know, architects make lots of money drawing stuff that never gets built. So, I mean, if you, you, you bet you got to start with, can I do this? Is this within our wheelhouse? Yeah. And that's you know? exactly, you know, where, why we start early on with money conversations yeah. of what, what do these things really take? I mean, it's not an estimate. We don't, we don't know. Right. But you for, gotta, you but gotta, you gotta have, have a ballpark. Yeah. You gotta have something there. And, you know, then we kind of start out, you know, for residential, you know, in our end, it's more start out conceptually. Don't get too crazy with design. Certainly don't have it, you know, permit ready and all this stuff right. because we're probably going to show you two or three designs sure, possibly, sure. and you're going to pick through them. And then we're going to conform that into one that really works for you, which is like the fourth design. So then we can focus on then now, the what do you take to finish this up? Exactly. And we know we're all in this right. great, happy place and that it's actually going to work mm-hmm. and, you know, don't, spend too much but yeah it's amazing the amount of plans and things out there that that happens so we're going to get into our center break right now so if you're out there and you have anything for us you have any questions for me feel free to give me a call 314-241-9797 
All right. Talk about having nothing but a good time. That is what we are doing right here, right now. And it is the middle part of the show. So for everyone out there, I've got this little hack coming up. It's a real simple thing for you. If you if you hear something you like or you got anything uh, to add or anything, you want to join the conversation, feel free to call in 314-241-9797. Would love to hear your ideas too. But so for this, you know, I've been working on houses for years. Um, with time and experience comes learning, you know, little tricks of the trade. And this is just a few of my little cleanup tricks, hacks that I've found over the years for some simple, easy, you know, DIY projects around the house. Um, Bob Villa kind of helped out with that a little bit with me. I get a lot of my ideas um, from him and from, you know, watching him over the years. But so if you're going to uh, drill through drywall, maybe put in, a, you know, a picture, a screw or holding something up, the next time you do that, try putting a post-it note on the wall bend it in half horizontally, stick it right underneath the spot, drill through, catches all that little drywall dust before it even gets down to the floor. Um, for painting, if you think about the paint can and, you know, fixing your your drip fix the, of the, the paint running around the outside of the can and everything, if you take a nail, hammer a couple holes through that rim groove where the lid goes, pull the nails out, it'll make little drain holes so that the when the paint gets in the rim, it'll run right through. Um, and keeping clean while painting a homemade paint tray liner. You can literally just aluminum foil is a great width. You can just get a sheet of that, run it right inside that paint tray up and over the edges. When you're done painting, just pick that up, throw it away, and your pan's perfectly clean. Um, sanding, sanding drywall dust. You fill some nail holes in the wall. You know, try using a sponge and wet sanding some of those little drywall spots. A lot of people don't know that that's possible, but you can just use a damp silicone sponge instead of a sanding pad and literally no dust sanding. Um, And for keeping dust collected, kind of cleaned up, um, try get a box fan and actually just attach a HVAC filter to the back of that box fan, turn it around, maybe aim it out a window, um, and it will just suck the air in, trap it in the filter, blow right through, and just collect all that dust around your house, helping you uh, keep things clean as you're working around your house. So hopefully this will help some people out, give you a few little tricks up your sleeve the next time you go to do some work like that. And again, every week I'll have neat little kind of hacks for this. And uh, you can find all these hacks in my social media every week on Facebook. Uh, If you search Rich Oris and just put Mosby after that on Facebook, it'll get right to my page or on Twitter, uh, just at Rich Oris. And you can find all of these hacks from every week on there in my uh, social media there. And if you have anything you maybe want to add, I would love to hear some cool ideas about that. Feel free if you're far away, 866-455-9797 or 314-241-9797. Love to uh, hear from you today. Um, So, Wally, I think what I want to kind of touch base on here is this HGTV thing because – we just we were having such a great conversation on planning and quality and control and really, you know, kind of doing the right thing um, and really helping out. And 
all this, all these important pieces to a great business. And, you know, I watch all these HGTV, bunch of different shows. Everyone does. Everyone loves them. But there is a lot of information in these shows that are kind of false, that are, you know, the pricing, the different things. And so lately there's been a big story out there about a show out of Chicago called Windy City Rehab. And basically they had, um, the original story was they were doing work without permits. Some of them had permits, but they were doing work outside of what the permits would, would cover. Um, a lot of them didn't have permits. They got shut down in about 12 different houses around the, the city that they were rehabbing. And they found literally all sorts of electrical plumbing issues, not licensed people doing the work. I mean, just there was safety issues. There was all kinds of code violations in all of these kinds of properties and stuff. And they, they got shut down. And, and now towards the end of last year, they got to start working on a few of them again and got some of their status back a little bit. Um, so apparently since then, now they've sold one of the houses and now they're being sued <laughs> by not just the owner of the house, but also there's a separate lawsuit on one of the companies, the subcontractors that actually did the work that's basically saying they just haven't even been paid. So less than a month after they got clearances to resume work and all this stuff, th this lawsuit is filed, um, you know, in Chicago uh, against the company that's the Windy City Rehab people. And um, they filed it on December 30th in Cook County. And um, basically the story says that uh, after a day after the closing, they had a, a leak from a shower upstairs into the kitchen ceiling, gallons of water just destroying stuff. Um, they also found out they had roof leaks, poorly installed windows. The front door was not installed correctly. Um, since they filed the lawsuit and everything, they did have an inspector come out and do some inspections on the home, find out everything that's wrong. Um, they were promised a new roof, but it was never put on. Um, so the roof's kind of simple. Windows were all installed correctly. Um, they're, they're now suing for $80,000 in reimbursements for work that they've done that they're doing to try and fix the house. And they would like to just turn the house back over because, quite frankly, they just don't even want it which I've actually seen that. I actually had a client that we did a large project for fixing the issues with the house right. just so that she could sell it. Right. And it was her dream house and she had it built and she went through all this and then they had nothing but problems because of the way this was built. And we came in and we did this big job to, to fix it all. And, and I did try and have some really good conversations on, you know, if we fix this stuff, then this is now your dream house. And right. she's kind of like, you know what, but what about the rest of the stuff? What about the other, what about what we haven't seen? What about, she's like, I just, it was such a bad taste in her mouth. Yeah. She was done. She was moving. She didn't even care that we were fixing, you know, yes. this big issue with the house. Sounds like they got burned, you know. Uh, it sounds, yeah. like, sounds like Windy City, some pretty good TV too, even though the, uh, the <laughs> folks that end up in this, uh, in, well, in those places are the unfortunate ones. It's, but, it's, but, but it sounds like pretty good TV. I'd have to refer to my wife, Allison, and my mother-in-law, Bobby, because they're the 
HGTV uh, uh, fans that, that watch a lot yes. of that. But, you know, yeah. the, the thing on permits and inspections, one of the things that we did out west on our second phase right out of the shoot was we got the fire marshals and all the permit people involved, and it went down and talked about what our concepts were and what we were trying to do and trying to get accomplished. Oh, yeah. And, and we made them our partners right from the beginning. They come in probably weekly right now working with our, our, our uh, superintendent out there, Charlie, who's awesome, and they're completely in the loop of what we're doing. And they've came in, they just cost us about four grand last week. They came in and said, okay, we need sprinklers in this particular area here. And although our architect, Steve's like going, we really don't improved it, uh, you know, kind of code and what have you. They said, no, 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 we feel a whole bunch better than this. And you know, okay, better safe than sorry. Let's go ahead and we'll yeah. spend this extra four grand. We'll get everybody happy and you know, we'll move on down the road and it'll be better than right when it gets started. So, you know, that whole permit process you know, you look at all the rehabs going on in St. Louis. There, there are tons of them. My neighborhood, especially right down the road here, they're taking these old, old buildings and rehabbing them like crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, you just don't know. You know, yeah. It comes down to who's doing it, you know, and that's... Uh, are they doing the right thing? I've they? had a lot of conversations with, with people where they're basically, you know, I've literally had the question asked to me, well, you know, permits aren't a big deal. That can't be too much too much cost to it. You know, why wouldn't the company have done the permits and all of that? And, and you know, what she said, what do permits cost? You know, I'm looking at her house and I'm saying, well, they didn't follow the right stuff. It's not right. to code. And, and I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, see, that's the wrong question to ask because, yeah, you're right. Permits don't cost that much. On a project like her, it might have been four or $500. You don't get it's, them and you don't, don't do it right. Then it's going to cost you. Well, and it's the cost of the project is more than just four or $500 more because now you've got a licensed plumber instead of some $15 an hour guy that can screw pipe together that right. did it the wrong way. Well, you guys been around, you know, you say 79 years, Mosby's been Yeah, doing like it, 74, doing right. 75, yeah, something like you know. that. And, and, you know, we've had so much and, and being in the areas a long time and learning and, and knowing the inspectors and, well, and the reputation, you know, and, having the reputation and, and they just, they know what to expect. They come in, there's not a battle. Well, it's here you are on the radio. Too. Fun, happy. You're going to you have know. any of your customers call you up right now and give you a hard time. if, if you know, Oh, it's you exposure. Right. Absolutely. You, yeah. Totally here it's, out and talking about it. And, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk a little more about that labor stuff and yeah. the plumbers and the electricians and stuff. Um, when we get back from this break, we'll get into right now. And if you have anything for us or any last-minute questions in the final segment, feel free to give us a call, 314-241-9797. All right, here we go, final segment. If you've got anything for us, feel free to jump in. We've got about 10 minutes here. So 314-241-9797. And, you know, Wally, I, I, what I want to touch on here a little bit, I've got some labor statistics for, for my industry, but, you know, I, I think it relates back to service and what we're trying to provide and being similar in, in thoughts and motives and, you know, um, the goals of running the, the, the business that you're doing and how you handle people and everything. And, and, you know, right now in our industry, there is a lot of growth and there is a bit of a shortage of, um, just the labor, just finding the right people and good people and, and hanging on to them. And, 
you know, there is a bit of a shortage when you're looking at plumbers and carpenters and, and different things like that. I think in, you know, when everything happened in, in 2008, nine, um, I think a lot of people just got out of the industry. A lot of them just said, you know what, I'm going to retire, forget it. There's just not enough work right now. And, you know, everything kind of dropped. And now that in the past, you know, eight years or so, it's really been growing and booming and coming back around. It's been harder to fill a lot of the positions that we're looking for. And my nephew actually, what kind of sparked the conversation too was now all of a sudden my nephew's thinking about getting in to the, to the industry and, and he's, you know, looking at apprenticeship programs and stuff. And he wants to come over and talk to me about the difference in carpentry and plumbing and different things like that. So, mm-hmm. so I kind of started looking up some of the statistics of the growth of, you know, without as many people getting into it, like plumbing is actually the, the, probably the biggest one that, you know, just your, your median play pay for a plumber is up to 40, $54,000 a year. Mm. And there's, um, they're predicting 14% growth in the need of, of plumbers, um, in the next, uh, eight years. So, uh, basically adding about 70,000 jobs, you know, for, for looking for plumbers and everything, which is great. Um, but I mean, the need is so there in Mosby literally, you know, still looking at, at hiring, you know, plumber, electrician, um, and, and some carpenters, home remodelers, stuff like that. Um, but looking at carpenters, um, you know, the, the median pay is about 47,000. Um, it's predicted about 8% growth in the next eight years to about two, you know, 2028, um, and adding about 80,000 jobs, you know, to carpentry. So there's so much growth and everything out there. And the other one's flooring installers is another big one, 11% growth. So there's a lot of growth in the need for this, the want for this. And then, you know, trying to have and train and keep good people, you know, I think less and less with, with the demographics and the people and the college and the different stuff, there's just not as many people going into it. We need to have this emphasis on how do we get more people thinking about this? It's a great place to be, Mm -hmm. Um, but it has changed so much over the years of what I've even seen you know, from doing this like the past 30 years of what I started out doing and working and, and just the service side mm-hmm. of what happens with it. And that's the one thing that, you know, going to some of these events and stuff, I've found really a lot of commonality in it with your guys's, you know, what you're trying to do well, that's, and, that's and service with yeah. all of your clients. That's and, that's the end we live in. You know, you're looking for plumbers and carpenters and those types of folks. We're looking for, you know, chefs and sous chefs and housekeepers and servers, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's a tight labor market. There's no question about it. And with minimum wages bumping up and the cost of, of labor going up, it's it's a challenge. You know, and with our mission, you know, we, we, we focus on outstanding is one word, is world-class is another one, and it's always trying to drive hospitality in our member experience. So you got to get the right kind of mindset yes. as well as, you know, being able to pay it. So, you know, we look at some of our servers, and, you know, we've got people in $50,000 range plus, uh, you know, and, and you almost have to start apprenticeships there where you're bringing people in 
uh, that don't have experience, you know, and we're, we're hiring for three things, attitude, attitude, and attitude. You got the yeah. right attitude. We'll teach you what you need to know and give you a career path and a place where you can grow and excel and take care of your family and become part of ours, you know, and you've got to have the right, we have to have the right people on, on the floors and greeting and meeting our guests. I mean, we, we've got 39 weddings on our books this year. So, you know, what's a wedding? Well, a wedding's a three-day event for us downtown because we'll have, you know, 60 guests come in and take our rooms and they'll be with us for three days. So they end up becoming part of our family. So our servers and our people have to be, you know, the, the hospitality folks that welcome in the door. And then we're creating this life event for this whole family, two families coming oh, yeah. together, which is incredible. I've had two of my daughter's weddings at the MAC downtown, which was just an incredible experience for us. Being from out of town, everybody had to come to town and it just, it, it just works so well. But the labor is clearly, clearly a challenge for, I think, all business. But like you said, what a great problem to have. You know? Yeah, exactly. It really is a great problem to have. And I think at the end of the day, if you can kind of create the environment within your workplace like you guys do, you get people that want to be part of who you are. You know, when you got a winning team and you got a winning message and you've got people, you know, rowing the boat in the same direction, uh, you know, people want to be a part of that. And it makes it a whole bunch easier oh, yeah. to hang on to your good folks, and then your good folks can attract more good folks. And at the end of the day, my job, period, my job is to put the right field on the team. You know, that's yeah. the only way we can be successful. And I think about that probably more than anything else. How do we get the right people doing the right things? Yeah, and see, so I can, like, it's it, talking to you right now, truthfully, is almost like having a conversation, the many conversations that I've had over the years with Scott Mosby on running this company. And, you know, we have things like, you know, it's a culture. So we have like a vision and a, and a mission statement. Yep. We have, you know, people are like, why would, why would a construction company even need that? If I would have talked to any of my bosses for any of these other companies that I worked for over the years prior to Mosby and said, what's the vision? Right. Well, we got to put up some siding and stuff so we can make some money so that we can make our car payments and live in our house yeah. and stuff. I mean, it's like, what? We're just, we're making a living. And it's like, that's not what takes you to the next level. That's not what does like over a hundred years of what, you know, you guys have accomplished or right. what we've accomplished, you know, and talking about, you know, your comment, rowing the boat the same way. Right. Well, we have, we have company meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, we've, we've had them when I started with this company over 18 years ago, there was probably 15 people maybe, and now there's well over a hundred yeah. and, um, I'll never forget one of the meetings that we were really, you know, probably 40, 40 or so people there. We were really getting some growth and doing good. It was always kept steady, but so Scott Mosby goes up to address everybody and he, here's exactly what he said. He said, everybody, I want you to close your eyes. Everyone, close your eyes. He said, now stand up and and turn and keep your eyes closed, but turn and face due north. Now open your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking at one of the other project managers just as well as I'm looking at you today <laughs> looking at right now. Right going, one of us is wrong. Yeah, someone's or not. both of us. We yeah. may be east-west. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you have that vision? How do you right. get everybody in the same direction? How, how do you do face you... due north? That's exactly. Right. Yeah. It's that's the stuff it's about. You and know, our, ours is even more challenging because we've got two locations. You know, our West County Clubhouse 
a uh, huge building, 170,000 square feet, you know, multiple programs going on there, 2,500 yeah. members in and out, both there and downtown. And I have 400 employees, you know, in two different campuses. So how do you, how do you keep that culture as one, you know, and how do you bring the two together as one? So that, that's been, that was a challenge when I first got there because there was very, two very separate uh, uh, cultures, if you will, that were going on. And, our team, my management team, has been terrific in pulling all that together, and like I say, getting everybody rowing in the same direction. So, yep, and that's exactly one of the reasons I think we decided to say, you know what, let's rehab, let's make room, let's keep the team together because mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to control separation and all of that. So, uh, but hey, I want to thank you for coming out. We're, we're cutting to the end of time here, but Hey, it was wonderful to have you on. Great conversation. Glad you could make it. Well, it's my really pleasure. appreciate this, it. This went too quick. I was just yeah. trying to get warmed up here. It, it get, does. Get on it's, a roll. it's really fast. <laughs> it, it, time flies when you're having yeah. fun. And for everybody out there, um, you can find Mosby at callmosby.com. Check out, check us out on our website. You can make appointments through our website and everything, or you can just give us a call. 314-909-1800. Make any appointments. Have us out. Have me out. Check out your projects. We can do the same thing for you guys. So everybody be good out there, and I will talk to everybody next week. Thanks, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.